delighted to have you in the podcast where all stories are welcome and the masks come off. Hi Priya. So lovely to see you and thank you so much for agreeing to have a soul brew with me. Welcome to Coffee and Soul. It's good to be here. It's good to catch you on this platform. Yeah, and it's lovely to see you here. You're the one who does all the interviewing and now it'll be lovely to hear your perspective from uh, as you, you know, Priya. So I'm looking forward to that, uh, to this conversation. So have you got your cup of coffee ready with you? Yes, I do, Shiva. Here it is. Okay, so let me pour me myself mine. Yeah, it's, uh, I think all the soul brews have the sound of coffee being poured, which is... You know, you can always smell it. Of course, I have the cup yeah. in my hand. <laughs> just visually makes you... Yeah. That's a nice visual. Those... Welcome to Soul Brews with Shiva. And it's such a joy. Thank you. Me. Bring to a lovely conversation. Yeah, looking forward to it. Cheers. In fact, it's very uh, often for me to be on the other side, you know. Exactly. <laughs> Usually exactly... I'm in your place. Yes, exactly. And I'm, 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 I'm so happy that we get to hear your perspective, your thoughts, right? As... as as who you are. So uh, Priya, can I ask you to just hold this cup of coffee in your hands? I hope it's not too hot. And can you just sit back and just relax? Okay. And just close your eyes and relax and let the smells waft and have a sip. Yeah, sure. That is the most important thing. (laughs) Correct. See if there's anything that comes up for you, any kind of a visual or a feeling or what this brings out as this, the aromas of coffee. You know, in COVID days, it brings out a nice, relaxed conversation with some friends and a gossip, a midnight conversation, really, <laughs> because we always end our dinners with a nice cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah. And so this, these are conversations over Zoom and stuff like that? And No, not uh, pre-COVID days. I'm missing pre-COVID that. Pre-COVID days, yes. Pre-COVID days, yeah. Now, yeah. and of course, edit meetings, since I'm a journalist. Yes, so. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, it, it's happy times, isn't it? It's it's a different and happy times, I guess. No, uh, in a way, yes, it's unusual times, Shiba. Some no, I mean, I mean, when you think back, I mean, the pre-COVID times, and you think of the coffee. Oh, very like, happy times. Coffee. There's something about coffee that's got a very positive feel. I have to say yeah, that. Yeah, I've well, not seen a stress coffee. You know, I saw something <laughs> for some reason. That's in, that's a, that's a very interesting way of putting it, uh, Priya. That uh, stress and coffee really don't kind of ha- go together. Some reason. Right? It's interesting yeah. because usually you need coffee to wake up, to perk up. But I don't Correct. know. I think it, I need coffee to relax also. For me, it's yeah. in the relaxed mode. In the relaxed mode. All right. Great. So Priya, tell me a little bit. I mean, as we just spoke about it, you're always on the other end, right? You are the one who's talking to people. You're interviewing and you are setting up conversations and, and doing a marvelous job at that. I, I listen to a lot of what you do. And But a little bit about you, your life, your journey. Uh, what's got you to where you are today? Some of your highs and lows. If you can just take us through that. Asking a journalist to talk, Shiba, you're really <laughs> inviting trouble. But anyway, let me take the opportunity and grab it rather. But uh, honestly, you know, for me, journalism was a very happy accident. It wasn't something that I had planned at all. I had, uh, you know, I'd done my English honors from St. Stephen's. Mm. Before that, I was at Wellums. And, you know, I've always been a very laid back sort of person. I, If you really ask me the name, the president, of course, I would. That's an exaggeration. But, you know, if you <laughs> say which political party is the prime minister from or the name the past five presidents, I would be really, I'm not joking, I would be pretty... Uh, 
you know it was not my area of interest at all so mm -hmm. i had decided that i wanted to go and teach and uh, not teach so much but study i wanted to uh, study more academics was my field and i applied for oxford's also you know there was a radha krishnan scholarship uh, mm -hmm. so i had um, got admission uh, at oxford this this, this is while you were at stephens is that what you did this is after my third year after your third year okay after my third year so i had applied and uh, in fact so, yeah not to study english interestingly to study latin because oh. someone told me those are the courses oh. that are open. it's and, amazing uh, easier to get in and once you're inside you can switch otherwise everybody does pp <laughs> i said chalo i did latin and i got the um, admission but then then you have to apply for a scholarship post your admission and in the scholarship it's very interesting as i said you know i was at wellums and our brother's school is the dune mm. so one of the guys on the panel was an ex dosco okay and whoever was you know we were in the waiting room at indian national center and whoever was going in and coming out was saying you know this guy is really cantankerous and he's very you know not cantankerous but he's asking too many questions mm -hmm. and he is the one to watch out for so when and he's wearing a yellow t-shirt that's uh. fine so i went in sure enough there was this guy wearing a yellow t-shirt and asking a lot of questions so i got really irritated and you know i think i'd blown the interview anyway but i got a bit hostile and you know it's the wrong thing to do in an interview especially when you want something <laughs> so i blew the interview mm. but very sweetly and interestingly that guy called me mm. he found who, uh, my this thing and i got um, i think those days there was no mobile phone this is mm. what 1991 19 mm. so i uh, i don't know how we got in touch but he got in touch with me and he says look i'm sorry i felt really bad is it because of me that your interview went because he and i then exchanged a few very acerbic words right so he said maybe because of that and uh, come and see me and meet me and he's a lawyer Mm -hmm. So I met him, and he said, "Can I help you with your career? You must apply again next year. What will you do in this year?" So I said, "I'll do my MA in English because it's part of the course. That's not a yeah. problem." So he says, "Fine, but what are you going to do?" He said, "In the meanwhile, you know, you can work also because MA is, as we all know, it's something that we just uh, do. We don't really." So I do. I do. <laughs> yeah. So I was anyway. Sorry, I think that it was after my first year because I was already in MA and I was uh, working as a copywriter. That's right. Okay. and i was hating my job i was mm. really hating my job mm. so he said why don't you become a journalist you know why don't you apply the sunday magazine that's in magazine mm. from calcutta mm. so he saying veer sangvi is there and he's from uh, i think oxford also and whatever so you go apply there so i found out the address i went to the delhi office with my application mm. and um, veer sangvi doesn't sit there but the local bureau chief every you know in a magazine the head office is can be in calcutta chennai wherever but the there's a bureau in delhi obviously right. in the right. capital Right. So the bureau chief took me and he said, "I'll take you as an intern for one year." And uh, that's how it began. So when my one year finished, I did not even apply again because I was loving my job. You know, it was sure. amazing. I yeah. definitely did not want to go back to uh, academics or Latin. So, so coming in here, coming in here, what is it that you love about what you do? You know, it's an amazing field. It's you actually paid to gossip. You're paid to have conversations <laughs> like this. You're paid to get to know people and to you know uh, sit and have long conversations. Currently, you know, I am in television, but I began as a print journalist, and I don't like this twenty-four by seven, very hectic. I, all my life, I've worked in magazines, so I've had a weekly deadline. I don't do daily twenty-four by seven reporting. Even mm. in television, I have a weekly show. Mm. I don't like that. You know, this breaking news. I don't like. What I like mm. is explanatory journalism. You know, you right. get to the problem, explain it, how it happened, mm. uh, the behind the scenes color, if need be. Get to know people, have long chats with people, and touch with politicians and everybody. Um, these days, I'm doing a lot of reporting on COVID and doctors. People are happy to chat with you to a journalist, and you know, mm. they do make time for you. And it's really interesting. You meet all kinds of people, and like I said, it's part of your job. <laughs> 
Yes, I think it's amazing, and and obviously it's something you took to like fish to water, right? And so so transitioning to television, how did that happen? Television was first. Let me tell you how I began doing politics. I used to cover yes, crime, yeah. Shiba, Shiba, because you know when you begin as a trainee journalist, everybody's given the crime beat because that's the okay. That's how, you how was that? That was interesting. I interviewed Charles Sobraj. In fact, I had, yeah. I've got some letters from him. And in fact, we we were in touch. I went to Nepal also and um, couldn't meet him, but I met the, all his people around him and all the stakeholders. Wow! Wow! So, yeah. But from crime, it went to politics because it's <laughs> you know there is a the Hawala scam happened, sure. and uh, all these guys were implicated. Kamal Nath, Madhura Sindhya, Adwani. Mm. Kamal Nath was actually my first political contact because through the Hawala thing, one was chatting with him. And then I went into politics. So that's how I. So so while you were covering crime, and it was like the politics and crime duo kind of coalesced, and then you went into politics. And since that move into politics, what? How do you? Uh, you know, when you talk about your your younger days, and you're saying, you know, this was totally something that you would not do. I mean, you would be so laid back. And now you're so active in political journalism, you know, and and um, hold. Uh, some very very interesting roundtables, right? On New York, News X. I think that's the program that you run. How? Uh, what has kept you there in the political space, and why are you here? I think I take a sip of coffee before I answer that question. <laughs> you know, um, again in politics, Shiva, uh, you begin as a beat reporter. You know what happens is you are sent to the party offices. So every day you are spending, you're literally, you know, you go to office for a meeting at twelve o'clock or eleven thirty. And then you're given a story or whatever, and then you are out on the beat. And every day in the old days, before all this social media and all the way the people used to communicate was every party office used to have a briefing. BJP had it at three thirty, Congress used to have it at four thirty, and so on. So we used to go from party office to party office, hang out there, and meet all the leaders. You know, yeah, I yeah. we could actually go into their rooms. I used to be in the field till seven, eight in the evening. You know, go chat with them. Uh, after the briefing is over, you go to a Digvijay Singh's room or a Margaret yeah. Alva, Ambika Soni. Yeah. Uh, some were nice, some were grumpy. Ditto yeah. for BJP. That time yeah. it was Arun Jaitley, Pramod Mahajan, yeah. Sushma Swaraj. They were all there. The party offices hanging, you know, in their rooms, and they would yeah. meet us, and we used to have these long. Tea sessions and you know gossip, tea conversation, blah. Especially for me because I never had a daily deadline, so you could right. elongate it. So I have known these guys more than I met my own friends. I was meeting the politicians, so you kind of got involved in the whole ecosystem. Correct. And then it's interesting to see, you know, events that you talked about the night before come true the next day. You started predicting. It gave you a it gave you a big high also. I have to yeah. say, yeah, you yeah. know, especially yeah. when you get that scoop and you you know preempt a news or you predict a new. You're the first one with an interview. Those are the good ones. Absolutely, and and it must and it must be such a high. It must be such a high to be able to do this and also stay with. Staying with great journalism, you know what? What, what I remember one of my uh, the, the people that I have interviewed in, interviewed earlier, Nirja Chaudhary. Oh, she's brilliant. She's yeah, someone she's I very, really admire and respect. So uh, she's also related to us, but but uh, she had she'd spoken so highly of you, saying that she really enjoys talking to you. So obviously you're doing uh, something that makes people want to be able to spend that, and I suppose it's that easy manner you have, which is so non-incriminating. In the way that you speak, and that's something that I I like, and I get uh, um, really inspired by, is to see the way that you are uh, speaking with people. There is something uh, you're not in the way at all. 
which is a real skill priya no you know this is a reaction maybe an unconscious subconscious reaction to what uh, the arnav goswami kind of journalism which is in your face he is you know uh, a lot of anchors do it not just arnav but everybody they interrupt you before you stop finishing and i get impatient also saying you know the reason why we call a leader or a, a specialist or an expert is to hear their view not to hear your own voice so mm. i'm very clear on that and um, in terms of um, see you form the equations because literally you know for instance um, rahul gandhi's class of 2004 that's when all these uh, milindiora sachin pilot uh, all the young tin prasad all of them came along with rahul gandhi so i have been watching them literally grow in their political career you knew their fathers so there is some kind of a connect also mm-hmm. and so that gives you an easy equation with them and yet you know in terms of my shows discussions uh usually what happens is i they are face to face the show that i do round table is actually offline which is we don't go live on air we don't shoot in a studio with ob vans you know the system of o- o- overhead broadcast vans is still people are shouting to make themselves heard they are sitting at home they are shouting to someone in the studio even though mic theek hota hai but they think that we must shout to make ourselves be heard so even a samvit patra is very decent on my shows you know he's on um, we do round table where it's difficult to shout at the person sitting next to you na you can't really shout exactly. so exactly. that's one reason and second is i don't know i think the whole tone of the show is more conversational and everybody um, i tell them you will get to have your say and you know don't have to interrupt the other one and i make sure that everybody does get to have their say and um, we also round up our round tables with a cup of coffee post the round table chiba and yeah. those are actually i wish i could record those yeah. but that is when the asli khabar and the asli gossip <laughs> and all happens so a lot of people say that you know we actually come for your post sessions than the show themselves <laughs> but unfortunately those get off the record isn't it <laughs> totally yeah no no i i can get a sense of how it is for you uh priya if i was to ask you in in all this you've done in your journey thus far what have been some of your defining moments um well in terms of um, journalism and i mean i uh, not necessarily the... work not necessarily work but as a human being as a person going through life well that's been a lot professionally let me since i'm safe on those areas <laughs> i've uh, came out with a book on uh, young uh, politicians so for me um, um defining moment a is my writing you know i really uh, maybe i'm too um, i look to my professional life for markers but that's been something that gave me my biggest high i think 2 years ago i remember going to the Gurdu- during the election campaign in 2019 i went to the gurdwara in um, amritsar i was following captain amrinder and then i was in amritsar so i went there and i told god i've got everything thank you you know i just want to say thank you i had just a book had come out it was a very successful launch i was okay doing well in my career i was happy at home you know i am in a relationship with someone who i'm very happy with mm-hmm. family is okay and shiba two months later it all came crashing down so i don't know whether we should say thank you to god or not you know that's <laughs> my one defining moment is that was not saying that was not a dare or a challenge it was a genuine thank you <laughs> somewhere it's been misunderstood and <laughs> i have a bone you have a bone to pick on that one <laughs> i do i do i mean in fact i was uh, and moments like this you know that's what or things are stabilizing now but it was a pretty hectic two year my mother fell um, down she had a hip replacement and uh, after that there's been a lot of complications with her so that's basically been something that uh, and that had a boomerang effect on everything because if something is not home in your personal well in your personal life it's difficult you know though touch wood you know professionally things are okay but there's a lot i could have done more 
which I'm not doing. I could have traveled more. I could have, uh, uh, you know, uh, in terms of show also, I could have, say, taken a daily show. A lot of people are saying, uh, for instance, uh, with Barkhadat uh, leaving television, Nidhi Razan, you know, those are the kind of shows that I would also do. I guess we get similar guests. We have a similar easy conversational style. So there is a slot that is open in terms of you need an anchor who is, uh, you know, fairly senior, but who can also get good guests and have a, who's not very right-wing. Sorry, let me also add that mm -hmm. because there are a lot of anchors. I am not very right-wing at all. If You know, I'm pretty, uh, I would not, not even left of center, maybe slightly right, but it's, you know, I, I think I'm very balanced even I'm saying in myself. Mm -hmm. So there is space for that kind of a voice, but that would mean a commitment from my side. Every evening I would have to do something. And I know right now I can't do that because uh, of you know mind space even though my poor mother you know she won't uh, i can't blame it on her but the mind space is not there mm. so that's one defining um, not defining but that's a redefining moment for me i would oh, say i understand so what, what did you pull out of yourself to deal with this because you are uh, incredibly talented and you, as you said there is tremendous amount of stuff that you can actually do in this space and having to step back and make some priorities and some choices what, what did you pull out of yourself in order to help you do that what was uh... i'm discovering patience i was never a patient person I, <laughs> i'm discovering that you know you may want things to happen in a certain manner but they're not in your hands and uh, so that's a big one uh, that i'm trying to learn i don't think i've learned it but is uh, and circumstances there's some things that cannot you know in terms of just being very I don't like to sit on things, but some things you cannot hurry. So I think that's the one, uh, trying not to be as impatient as I was earlier. And have and it's also Shiva made me very aware of others and more understanding. I was also, you know, if someone didn't do something or someone fell short of a promise, I used to, whether professional or personal, I used to take it, uh, you know, I didn't have much respect for that person. Mm. But now it's like, you know, you walk in their shoes. So I guess that's uh, also made you realize that, there must be a reason why the person has not fulfilled something. So you just mm. notch it down a bit, turn around the notch a bit. Mm. So how, how do you think that's coming across in the shows that you're doing? In the, is that, is, do you find that that has also changed in your own style with the way, the way you deal with things or deal with people or questions? Is, is there an impact that's running across? Like, is that, do you see that? Ask me that question. I really have to think about that, Shiva. I don't mm. know. But uh, see, in terms of my profession, like I was saying, I was never the one who wanted to break news or to goad a person mm. to get a scoop out of them. You know, browbeat me, but you didn't say no, but you haven't said yes. Does this mean that you did it? I don't do that kind of questionnaire. No. I don't do doorstep journalism, you know, even accused in a scam or something. I would not be sitting outside the door and troubling them unless it's Vijay Malia or some crooked <laughs> business. Very crooked. I think it deserves all. But, you know, there are a lot of gray areas, even in the cases against politicians. Mm. There's a lot of vendetta. There's a lot of... Um, so especially now that's happening, you know, to, uh, you're putting kids in jail, you know. So I would not say oh, so and so is an accused just because he comes from a certain ideology or even if there's a charge sheet against them. So I would, I've never done that. So I don't think I would. Um, and in terms of my shows and all, we've always had a fairly conversational tone. We've never yes. had a confrontational tone. I've never been confrontational. Yes. So that has not changed, I would say. And that's um, probably that's, stood you in very good stead, isn't it? I would like to think so. I don't know. I, I, I would say so. I would say so because I think it's built a reputation. It's built a respect. 
and i think those are big big things in the long run so so what i'm seeing and what i'm hearing uh, priya is that even the way that you approach this and you say that you've been impatient or whatever but the your approach is largely long term you know and it's about creating this whole uh, what's the word for it milieu almost like creating a milieu as i see it i don't know how you feel about that like creating a milieu you know and and instead of instead of rushing through stuff it's really about creating creating an atmosphere creating a different way conversing and staying with that and I, and i see that and i think that has a huge place in today's system oh so yeah because uh, i think here even in the world i think we just we are so quick to rush to judgment you know that's uh, so to hear the other side or to hear the part of the argument is needed you, i mean now that you said it i have in a lot of debates i do get still get impatient with people i see on that you know sometimes i'm not the anchor sometimes i go as a panelist so i'm taking on another person and you know they are blatantly voicing something like if they're saying that oh um, there was no oxygen shortage or they're going to be saying something which you know is not true yeah. that gets me really angry and goads me so i'm still quick to lose my shirt on that one but uh, i get impatient if i see injustice to anyone anything you know even in the market if you see someone being cheated out of some money or if you see somebody who is not being fair to especially someone who can't i mean i'm not saying it sounds good but you know people who can't fight back then uh, that that really gets me going mm. I don't know, but I guess that's works for everybody. And no, you, not really. Tell me, what else? You know, you made me realize how much I define myself by my profession. <laughs> Every time you say what else, I think of work. <laughs> no, no, I'm not asking you to focus on. I on know you're that. not, but that's how I'm trained to think. Yeah, so. yeah. And in terms of work, when you're talking about different perspectives and being able, was this always the case? Being able to be non-judgmental, but you said that that shifted and changed for you, isn't it? Yeah I did so and it's uh, interesting because you know there there is a debate going on even in the our profession uh, you know should one hear both sides you know uh, this whole um, both siderism uh, which is usually on the one hand and on the other hand but the reader comes away with more not knowing what is the correct answer what are you thinking the other argument is no the reader is smart enough to make up his mind and doesn't want an opinion you know so i had mg akbar as my editor i remember and um, if i used to put a, any headline that came is rahul ready question mark he's like what is this he's saying either you say rahul is ready or rahul is not ready he said i am not here to answer the reader is, doesn't want he wants a definite answer Yes. so he should allow no question mark headline so now i have started to you know no question marks decide one way or the other and i am by nature i don't take decisions fast shiba i am not a person who takes decisions fast at all i really i'm wondering who am i not being fair to what have i forgotten what have i left out what am i not seeing i i don't procrastinate i like to get things if it's on my to do list has to be done and sooner today than later but i feel very hesitant about taking a decision i that i think there is that insecurity is mind the right decision under confidence or whatever you want to call it that is still very much with me mm. even though it's crazy because today as i was talking i am responsible not just for myself but for my mother i have to decide is this good for her is this bad for her because she is now not in a position to take a decision which is so scary because i am someone who doesn't even never used to take a decision about my own life and now i have to actually be responsible for somebody else's life mm. so that's really scary and maybe that's part of growing up or whatever maybe mm. that's changed me also but i still yeah. take a long time to decide i have to tell you yeah and you reflected on the fact that it could be under confidence i'm not seeing it as that i'm just seeing it uh, sometimes ambiguity brings out tentativeness and that's that's all right can't go like a bull in a china shop when you're dealing with people 
right? So, uh, and, and, and I'm hearing you say that, and I think that is powerful. That is powerful stuff. Is there a metaphor for life that you have, that you live by, something that, that you fall back on? Chips are down, or when you, you know? Not really. There's, uh, well, this too shall pass is really, you know, as someone recently taught me, there are good days and there are bad days. So I'm really going with that one. One day at a time is really how it's happening and not each day is going to be a good one mm-hmm. so and hopefully nothing is permanent you know that's yeah yes the, the bad news so how the good news is permanent but <laughs> <laughs> yeah other things you feel you could have done differently priya some of the things you reflected on yeah but apart from that is there anything you feel again shiva I'm, I'm, it's coming back to the profession but maybe that's i could have i did try that didn't really go down well with me Personally, I don't know because uh, my biggest regret and my biggest thing would be maybe my mother. Did I leave her alone? Did I not give her what she wanted, which is she led to the kind of point that she is now. Uh, Otherwise, like two years ago, same thing stands. She had no regrets, really. I was very happy with the way my life has turned out, except for what happened after that. Mm. So... Yeah. And when I was talking about done differently, it doesn't mean that I'm asking to explore regrets. It's basically just looking at, you know, if I had shifted my whatever, it could have been in this manner. So it's not about regrets. I don't, I'm not asking you from that perspective. Mm. Some of the gifts you received that shaped who you are, what what do you think those are? And some of the key influences in your life and professionally, work-wise as well. No, I think it began with our school teacher who really, uh, Mrs. Sekri uh, in Wellens, uh, who uh, actually, you know, one wrote, but she actually always singled me out for what I wrote, my essays, and she encouraged me so much that I always wanted to do. I knew there was some uh, writing was very much my uh, passion. Or I thought, you know, she led me to believe in myself that I could do it well. Wow. So definitely her. And uh, which is why I have to copywriting because I thought maybe yes. that's the profession for me. Her, my mother, another one who encouraged my writing. And uh, professionally, I think I would say uh, in Sunday magazine, Veer Sangvi, who was my first boss. Yes. Because as I was saying, when I joined for that one year as an intern, after one year, the guy was ready to let me go. He was like uh, uh, the bureau chief. He was a South yes. Indian gentleman, NB yes. Subramaniam. He said, now you are done. And uh, I actually went and applied for another job at Asian Age. And I, which I knew I would hate because uh, it was a daily and it really uh, I would be covering the MCD or some shit would beat like yeah. that. But fortunately, he was I met Veer and he was like, no, you stay back. We have no problems with you. It's only this. He overruled the bureau chief, made me stay on. And then it just that Sunday magazine was the most brilliant place to work in. Sure. So that is why I went to politics. I had brilliant people to work with, you know, Aditi Fadness. Uh, she was uh, she became the bureau chief later and always a mentor. So a whole lot of people who helped me. They were so kind that whole I think I was there for seven years Shiba it was the home away from home I never came home till 10 I never should take my leave Aditi used to tell scream at me take your holidays go home but that was a world for me that I really grew in and I grew up in and I loved it so that those seven eight years from 91 to 98 defined me I think that's amazing and and do you find ways to to create the same kind of a atmosphere for people who are now coming into work with you perhaps and 
is that something that you kind of mindful yes, of yes no i um, they are, they had an incredible amount of patience but one thing i learned is do not you know there's always you can always help someone there's no you know usually journalists and all are very worried about their sources they don't want to introduce you to their contacts but i saw on sunday it wasn't like that i was like one big family but i have to say not everybody is as nice as me also so i have had people <laughs> who were younger than me who who, who were there just to uh, you know you encourage them with half an inch to give you a mile and try to throw you out they were bitching about me to my sources so you know it's a very funny world which i realized mm. that, that the world outside sunday was not the perfect world at all or maybe mm. sunday was not a vision of the real world so um, i had kids uh, younger than me trying to you know get my job and be my slimy and uh, mm. it's a very toxic world it's pretty toxic mm. any profession is i guess yeah so i don't know i'm not going to be nice to everybody now sure <laughs> sure sure so and, and 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 how do you deal with this how do you deal with the toxicity what do you you know you have both sides right you have both sides and you also have some brilliant people and circumstances and conversations and uh, life affirming stuff and also how, how how do you keep the balance priya i think it's really important to have some friends that you can sit and chat with that's mm. uh, you know just to unload and to this uh, you know whether it's an heartbreak whether it's a professional mm. and also i have realized that this no use what you cried over for 10 years ago or even 5 years ago it's <laughs> you don't even remember it correct so correct. try not to get upset about the little things it's you know oh meri story nahi gayi or mera so and so the crush didn't work out or whatever it's so passe now you know you don't even think of it you don't even Yeah. or even i don't know uh, most things i think life is very fleeting that's really what i realized just live in the moment because you're not even going to remember what got you so upset or what got you so happy next week <laughs> maybe so so i just really... want to underline that so life is very fleeting and just live in the moment and that seems to pretty much define what you live by right now am i correct on that understanding priya trying to live by shiba i don't think i managed but that's what i keep telling myself this too shall pass this is not permanent Mm. that's the lesson i'm trying to learn mm. everything is fleeting even the good that's the sad part of it that's true uh in terms of is there someone starting out right now or younger priya right mm. or someone just about to start on the what is it what is it that you would tell them with so many years in the field and what you've been doing and how what's the kind of input you would give them advice or input you would give them and keep yourself as as, as someone like you say Who's just starting out? Stars in her eyes, really wants to go and get everything. What will you tell her? Have more faith and confidence in yourself. You know, I I think we during this course we've kind of you know pinpointed how I get underconfident or you know, but I realized that when I was starting out, if I had just a little more faith and more confidence, I could have done a whole lot more. I was always looking for someone's approval, professionally, personally, everything. So that's something I think you just need to know that you know I have that. faith in yourself don't hold yourself back in terms of uh, whatever whether it's your story or sources believe in them or whether it's you yourself as a person you know i went through all my life thinking i was fat and now i'm looking at those pictures and saying hey i was so thin <laughs> you know this whole yeah. self worth i think one needs to uh, i need it to and i think a lot of kids uh, you know there are two kinds one are those brash overconfident who think they just know it all mm. and they are too good this toxic variety and they should be actually the boss and not me and the other is 
our kids who I feel I can see a younger Priya. I can see the whole uh, few of them out there. You know, I've mm. seen already. Mm. And I keep telling them, have faith in yourself. Push yourself forward. You know, if you think that you can, you deserve to be an anchor. If you don't fight for it, nobody's going to fight for it for you. You know, nobody's going to say, oh, he's not done so much. Let me give her that praise. Or you know, if you keep if you're self-effacing, then you will merge with the background. Mm. Nobody is going to really come and notice that you worked. 20 hours or 24 hours uh, or you uh, you know you haven't got a raise or whatever you want just mm-hmm. ask for it and get it you know make the first step maximum you'll get a no but at least you at least put your thing jo rota hua bacche ko doodh milta hai you know and this That's is also true. in relationships it's not just i've seen in relationships also you know if you want to make the other person happy so i because i don't do confrontations i don't do confrontations in my personal life also shiva mm-hmm. which i think is a big problem because there are some issues that need to be put on the table you know you just say okay it will spoil the moment the moment is very good if i bring out that awkward thing then there's never a right time for that conversation but you have to have it otherwise it just eats you up inside you you get all health problems you get <laughs> how many times can your friends listen to you for to hear the same story again you know you the same pattern is being repeated because you have not had the gumption or the thing to address it or to take it up with the person concerned so i think that's something i'm trying learning to do also that that will be my advice to the person that don't a put yourself in the background personally or professionally you do come first you know there are ways of doing it without being in your face because there has to be self worth whether you if you're looking after a person if you don't look after yourself then you know and i have realized at the end of the day for our old age we all you know mid life so it's not that far away Uh, if you are not self, this thing, you know, however much the person has done for you, however much you owe them, you will grudge them that hmm. time you have to take out of your own life to spend with taking hmm. care of them. So make sure you are not that person. Make sure that you are self-sufficient, and which means be healthy, be financially sound, be you know mentally sound, be healthy, be at least do what you can. Rest is in God's hands, but be self-sufficient. Yeah, that's a very strong message, and uh, I'm sure many people are going to benefit from it, and to and to understand and 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 to look at it from somebody who's reached where you are right now. And uh, thank you so much for sharing that, and 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 making it so real, Priya. Making it so real, you know. I believe each one of us has a unique gift that we offer. Nobody else has that combination of whatever you do yourself. What is your gift to people? To wow, I don't know. I, I guess just that I'm. There for anybody who wants to talk, I'm there to listen. I don't know. You think that's ways, a small gift? That is amazing. Say that again, please. I'd like to hear that. No, I just said I'm there. If anyone has a, if they want to talk about something, I'm there to listen. At least that's yeah. one thing I've learned. That everybody wants someone to listen. I do. Yeah, and 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 I suppose that is something that you do. That you give the person an ear without judgment. Is that is that is that something that you would? Yeah, that's a very important point, Shiva, that you said. Someone who can listen without judgment. I can't always do that. I try to, but yeah, I think that's that's really the whole package. It has to be like that. And that's what you bring. Well, you you say that you do. Okay, fine. But I think many people would think otherwise. And uh, and from whatever I've heard, the way that you. hold these conversations i don't see much judgment at all so and i think that's what's the, that's what's the key to this the success of uh, whatever you do so that's fine thank you yeah. i don't know i'm see where that goes but yeah maybe great is there anything else you'd like to say uh, on this uh, on our little chat before we close out no as i said just be happy with the today try and make the most of your today 
and not just for others you know everybody tells you do something for others but do something for yourself you know, what mm-hmm. have you done for yourself today it can be just taking a break or just pamper yourself i think that's something i would tell everybody because yeah. that's what we forget to do when we are doing this rat race literally so as someone sent me a postcard you know life sir you may come first in the rat race but you're still a rat so try that's, not to be a rat that's that's absolutely right <laughs> be the cat who sits and has a hot <laughs> cup of milk <laughs> i don't know yeah yeah Well, thank you so much. It's been wonderful talking to you, Priya, and I've I've thoroughly enjoyed our conversation. Thank you, Shiva. Thank you. A lot of surprising. I mean, you made me uh, talk and learn a lot about myself also. So, thanks. Okay. You have an art of making people talk. Thank you so much, and I wish you every success. And I do believe the space that you're talking about exists. And if not now, sometime very near in the future, I hope you find your niche there, because you will bring so much. to the world of conversation to the world of of journalism through what you could uh, do in terms of those those uh, chat shows that you were talking about the the conversations that you were reflecting on it's a quite quite as a matter of time i'm sure a format is going to find its way to you thank you for this conversation it's been a pleasure take care of yourself and thank you so much for being on coffee and soul thank you for your time and attention and for being a part of soul brews with shiva Until next week keep the coffee swirling <laughs>